This podcast is sponsored by Inside Out Group, the specialists in high-risk and challenging filming and time-lapse, covering health and safety videos for rail, construction, and infrastructure projects nationwide. Welcome to this week's Safer Than Your Average. On the show this week, we've got Jane Gurney. Jane, if you want to just come in and introduce yourself. Hi, my name's Jane, and I live in Bedfordshire on a small farm. Thanks, Jane. I don't know if you've seen the format of the podcast. We like to go right back to the start, your early life. If you want to just tell us a little bit about that. Um, I was born, actually, to the village where I live now. So we're six generations being farming here. I have one brother and um, I've been brought up here quite quietly and went into agriculture when I left school at 16. Okay, so agriculture was your first job then, working on the farm, what did you do? Um, well I started to run the livestock side of farming, so we had a herd of high health pigs and then following on from there we had our own meat label, so we started going to farmers markets and selling directly to the public, which was a great boost for us in the early 90s. Mm-hmm. So we were past the very first farmers market in London, in Islington. Mm-hmm. Okay, so farmers market in Islington, that's pretty interesting from Bedfordshire. So moving on from there a bit then, what did you do after that, Jane? Where did your career progress to from there? Well, we continued really running forward with that and the meat label really grew and grew. So our bacon was a speciality mm-hmm. and our pork and dry cured. So we sold it here directly on the farm and it also bumped into my father's and brother's part of the farm, which was the vegetable side. So we still carry out that on now, um, serving directly to the public um, and just having a really super duper product. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so how did you then start to move into a career in health and safety? Well, we really fell into that after my son Harry was killed in um, 2014. Mm-hmm. We were part, obviously, of the process of the court case. And um, from the point of view of being, really, we were observing. We had Cambridgeshire Police and the HSE were leading the investigation. And we became involved with seeing from the inside out I'm particularly interested then moved on to the trailer maintenance and that's um, that's where the tilly really kicked off and where we started we started to move into health and safety mm-hmm. so quite a horrific accident then jane can you tell us a bit about the court case and the subsequent events after that yeah harry was doing a summer job um grain carting for a farmer just over the border into cambridgeshire Mm-hmm. So he was experienced um, being brought up on a farm. Yeah. But unfortunately, um, the situation was that the maintenance of the equipment was very poor. They mm-hmm. really, really incredibly wealthy people, but they'd neglected to maintain their rolling stock. Mm-hmm. And Harry used a, a number of trailers. The first trailer he dropped because the wheel bearing he thought was making a noise and he wasn't happy with it. The second trailer he was quite happy with, but the tailgate would have leaked with oilseed rape. And on the return trip, he never made that they didn't they didn't want to lose their lose their crop for obvious reasons. So they gave him a third trailer. And there's a couple of really important issues here. The first one is that someone else had checked it in the morning if it had been checked properly or not. Harry then didn't proceed to check it at four thirty five o'clock on a Friday afternoon. Mm-hmm. It was coupled up to his tractor. His tractor was much smaller. 
and it became evident that the tractor in the morning had been doing the braking for the trailer. So the trailer, even though it was only two weeks into harvest, the trailer brakes failed and on an incline with a full load, Harry was pushed into a bridge and unfortunately lost his life. Mm-hmm. That's terrible, Jen. Absolutely tragic. What age was he? 19. 19. Really tough, really tough. And then you had to go through the court case off the back of that as well and sit through all of that. It must have been, I can't even imagine what it was like. You know, really really difficult. I mean, it goes in stages. Of course, you first of all, you've you've got your inquest, which, which decides how that person was killed, what killed them but not who killed them or who was responsible for that. So that was a really big step. That was not um, until the end of 2015. So about 13, 14 months later. And then then you have to go to magistrate's court. And unfortunately, the company weren't particularly helpful. They um, decided to ask for postponement because they were busy harvesting. So, um, which which didn't go down particularly well with me. I did feel a little bit um, annoyed to say the least that they felt that that was appropriate. And then it went to Crown Court, which is the highest court, and um, it proceeded through there. At that point, the health and safety executive prosecuted them for breaking the Workplace Act and the Pure 98 regulations. Mm -hmm. So uh, either the police go forward or the HSC, and although Harry was killed on the road, the police didn't take the the premise on this, the HSE did. And so therefore we always knew it wouldn't be a custodial sentence. It mm-hmm. would always be money that they had to pay a fine, but they would still have, have that, um, obviously that record behind them. And that, that's how we really proceeded. I think things are difficult at that point, but you do become involved in the small details of what's going on. And, and Harry was the middle child of five. So I was still busy going through the same motions. If he'd mm-hmm. been, if he'd been the only child, I wouldn't be doing the school run and cooking the dinner and doing all of these mundane things that routine is what keeps you basically centred. And mm-hmm. we realised, you know, this wasn't going to ever bring Harry back. But mm-hmm. we, we wanted to make sure that it didn't happen to another family. Tragically, it did that summer. There were three or four families that lost teenagers or young farmers um, in trailer incidents. Mm-hmm. Why do you think there's so many incidents in farming and agriculture it's one of the most dangerous industries in the uk to work in um it seems to be a lot of young people every year when you read the paper or watch the news there's another farming accident that crops up and someone's been injured on a farm i think well part of part of the problem seems to be proven that it's an age-related situation so if you're a farmer you don't retire so you're always there you feel that you can still get up a ladder, get on the roof, which is where the elderly are finding or uh, the over 70s are falling, falling through fragile roofs and so forth. Going through the routine of doing what they've always been able to do is part of the issue. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the age group over 50 are maybe not as cautious as they should be with training. So you've got a whole batch of youngsters coming in that aren't being given e- adequate information it's quite common to find a young person driving a machine, whether it's a trailer or whether it's a baler, and they have never ever seen the um, the training manual uh, and the manual that comes with the item. They've mm-hmm. not received any training um, with daily checks and so forth. And that that is quite common. 
and also you've got you've also got a loyalty the young person is very devoted to having well i've got this job and i'm really pleased about it and if the farmer says we haven't got time to be doing that then they actually will take that lead and if they come from a farm where that's also happening on that farm they're very gun ho about it and think oh you know it'll not happen to me you know i'm indestructible i'm you know i'm a teenager or i'm you know a young person you know you're going to be young forever aren't you that that's the yeah. mentality i'm not saying they're irresponsible but they, 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 you know, they do need to stand up and say, I'd like to know how this influence being maintained. I'd like to read the manual. I'd like to have some more training. Don't you think I ought to? Mm -hmm. or, or there's a problem and I need to walk away from this and, and go. Coming from the construction industry, as my background, I'm absolutely astounded at that because I know how tightly regulated it is to be able to go out and operate a piece of plant on a construction site when you've got people wandering around where these young people coming through, some of them school leaving age, being able to drive these pieces of kit without any training because it's on private land. That's that's uh, baffling to me. You know? Yeah, and I think um, and there are some issues with 16-year-olds obviously driving. It wasn't something that I was ever interested in my youngsters doing at that, that age. But once they've got a full driving licence and you feel that they're driving something age appropriate which they are now the law has been adjusted mm -hmm. so that things are a bit more restricted mm -hmm. but still a big big part of the issue is is that they are not maintaining their kit the farmer mm -hmm. thinks that he doesn't need an mot on his tractor and trailer that doesn't mean he's not supposed to be meeting a regulation but mm -hmm. if you question them most of them don't understand that's what they're supposed to be doing they think that the ticket if you think about a tractor and trailer for instance or, or in our case a trainer Mm -hmm. when it leaves the road it still continues to work so in the workplace it still has to be maintained mm -hmm. in a roadworthy condition whether it goes on the road or not and yep. i think that, that there is some crossover of confusion there and mm -hmm. people either choose not to understand or don't understand yeah totally totally so, so you took what was one of the most negative events in your life jane and you, you took a real positive out of it do you want to tell us a bit about that um, I suppose it, it, it stems from the fact that, that, that we were all as a family part of the court case and a number of friends who were, you know, farming well or still farming to sort of think about it. And the first message we wanted to give was to every young person, especially, or any operator, as you walk towards a um, trailer, you want to know if someone qualified to service a trailer. That's the first thought everyone on the farm is qualified to fiddle about with these machinery the chap who's worked there for 20 years the father the grandfather they're all there they all know best they're adjusting the brakes and they're doing this and that they often have a handyman or someone that they've had um maintain the kit who also works for the farm and um that had to be got away from so the tilly which is the actual sticker on the back of the trailer gives a really clear message. When you walk towards that trailer, it's dated, it's numbered, it's a different colour every year. You can see a qualified land-based engineer service that trailer. They've stripped the wheels down and they've looked at everything. Mm -hmm. And that's the real message we wanted to give, to protect the young people in order for them to be able to be, well, to be safer in the workplace. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you've developed a system where you're carrying out maintenance on the trailers 
and then ensuring that they've been vetted by providing a sticker. Um, is there a phone-based app that goes with it as well? Yeah, so the Tilly itself is an 18-point machinery inspection. So mm -hmm. if you've got a used trailer, you have it stripped down. When it passes every point, it gets a certification, which is the sticker, which is a Tilly. Mm -hmm. And that goes on the back of the trailer. There's also a paper trail, which can be filed away. At that point, you then need to engage with checking that bit of kit in an appropriate way every day, monthly, and whatever the manufacturer thinks is appropriate. So about a year or so ago, we got together with the trailer manufacturers and started to talk to them about pulling out of the manual and putting in one place their daily checks, their monthly checks and so forth. So you can click and select your trailer. Now, if you change trailers at lunchtime, you want to be able to click and choose a different trailer and be able to look at that. And we started it very simply and that will grow and change. At the moment, people are adding training videos on it. And we want to get to the point where you can click and email it through. But equally, we want to be able to print this off. And if you want to be old school and stick it in the front of a, an old exercise book and hang it on a bit of hairy string in the barn, you absolutely can, as long as you check it every day and you make sure that others are checking the kit. If you've got a problem, you'll start to see a problem arising. You'll have some concerns. And on the app, you just swipe across. You can see the whole map of the country. You can mm -hmm. click and telephone either directly to the manufacturer or you can email and ask a question or you can go to one of our Tilly authorised technicians from throughout the country and ask them a question, whether they're absolutely directly locally or whether it is a national, a, a national dealership. Then you can just ask the question you need to ask and ask for help at that point. And it gives you a great connection with the telephone because the young people particularly like an app um, yeah. It's easily accessed, but also on there are the manuals. So yeah. we're also giving access to the young people to see the manuals that they may not have had the advantage of seeing. Yeah, yeah. And in the case of a trailer, the manual's supposed to be with the trailer, mm -hmm. but that's um, a regulation that's only really just really coming into its own now. So if you look back a few years and you're driving something that's 10 or 15 years old, that's just not there. And you'll sure. never get the chance to see it. This has grown exponentially as well, Jim. When we were talking off camera just a few minutes ago, um, you were telling me the map behind you represents all of the places that you've got right across the UK that are uh, authorised dealerships for yourself. Yeah, so how it works is some of, some of them are independents, so they just have themselves or they employ one other person. And these are quite flexible to have. So each area has got a number of independents who can whiz around and do things on the farm. The test is done on the farm. It's, it's planned to do on the farm. Some of the people do have it in the workshop, but mostly you, the, the technician goes out. And then we've got big dealerships as well. And the dealerships come into their own from the point of view that they're then feeding the market. So at point of pre-delivery inspection, when the trailer's set up for the farmer, when it goes out, it carries a Union Jack Tilly at that point. So this is a brand new trailer. Um, our company represents the Tilly. We're authorised. We expect them to service this trailer in 12 months' time. So they certificate it. They give it the paper trail. They then contact the farmer 12 months later, and they look then to strip the trailer by taking the wheels off and looking at things in more detail. At that point, it's recertificated. It moves forward again, um, and that's worked incredibly well. It means that 
people are starting to get the duty of care coming onto their farm from new and they can't say they didn't know they've got they've got the sheet there they've got all the details got our contact details and they've got all the help they could ask for and that's what we want people to do is to engage with asking for help mm -hmm. and just going back to the court case then jane what was the outcome of the court case what happened to the company that harry was working for so the company um, that Harry was working for were found guilty of mm. causing numerous breaches um, of health and safety breaches, workplace acts and so forth, but that it was um, the, the breaches also caused Harry's death. And so he was fatally crushed by the traction trailer combination in, in a horrific situation for him and later died in hospital. So they were, they were found guilty and they were fined over a half a million pounds plus, plus costs on top. Mm -hmm. But the monetary value of these things is never expected to reflect re reflect the, the, the death or the value of a person's life. Yeah. Um, but but what, what it has done, really, the Tilly, is that it hasn't been able to be swept under the carpet. It's definitely drawn a line under enough is enough. Um, and when, when I look around the office and I look at the files, the, the one thing that strikes me is any one of those trailers... Um, inspection sheets we carry every single trailer's inspection sheet we get the back copy of every one and we log it and we and we file it away every single one of those could be a life saved and that's what we've got to think every trailer is is the most important trailer mm -hmm. and how many do you think you've inspected since you've been working so, um, when we started the pilot scheme in 2018 we thought we'd run a hundred um we, we couldn't start anything until the end of the court case it was april so you we were cutting things quite fine um so we went for 100 trailers and we ended up doing 1000 mm -hmm. and then last year we did 6000 in the entirety with the new ones and the used which was huge and then this year we are i can tell you exactly actually we're on 6265 used trailers and then we have 1730 new trailers gone out in the um there's all these eight months or seven months wow. so we've done we've doubled what we did last year obviously we look to recapture the trailers and we are, mm -hmm. we are doing a big percentage of those are coming back again mm -hmm. to be tested that's excellent jane and have you seen a bit of a correlation and a drop in the number of accidents relating to trailers since you've been in operation yeah there's still incidents with the trailers and you've got to remember that not any of the um any of the figures that you're seeing are recording accidents they're recording fatalities mm -hmm. um not life-changing accidents but we haven't had um a fatality last year or this year with a trailer related incident and whilst mm -hmm. we don't expect that every trailer's had a tilly people are doing other things they're thinking about it they're they're, they're being more careful about their towing um we're replacing a huge amount of towing eyes keeping the combination together is really important um, so, so we only allow for X amount of wear on those and then they have to be replaced. If they're twisted, if they've been repaired, they're all just dangerous. A traction trailer just needs to keep together in order to have any control at all. Um, so so that, that's a big impact. We, we are doing something to 95% of what we're touching is having to have work on it, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which is, is just a huge percentage. So it's very, very few. Wow. Some, some are failing. Um, for instance, we, we did some training, extra training with our chaps before the lockdown. So February, 
and early March. And we, we pulled off of a farm eight trailers to use for the training. So we had a group of four uh, mechanics in the, in the morning, two trainers with them, and again in the afternoon. Every one of those trailers failed on more than seven items, and one failed on 14 of the 18. Mm -hmm. Only one of them had a full set of working lights. Now, mm -hmm. bear in mind, every one of them was the best trailer that those farmers could bring forward. All of them were being actively used on the road for carting onions, potatoes, red beet. Mm -hmm. They're all running around East Anglia um, with loads on. Mm -hmm. And that was, and that that was the, the reality of those eight trailers. Yeah, that was the point I was going to put in as well, that people might think, well, it's on a farm. It actually moves about on the road as well. This could be a trailer being towed by a tractor coming towards you and your family in a car that could potentially fail. So I think your work's absolutely fantastic, Jane, and I'm glad to have got you on the show. If we okay. keep going just now, what's been your biggest challenge in health and safety? Oh, <laughs> that's actually a difficult one. Um, I, I, think, I think probably making people understand that you're not trying to rip them off or making them pay more money for a test. People get absolutely transfixed on having their own their own opportunity to choose which part of safety they take so they mm -hmm. might say to us well you know we put ours on a rolling road we take it down to the dvla and we put it on that rolling road and we slip the trap a tenner at lunchtime and it's not about doing that it's not about choosing which part of the maintenance that you will take you will take notice of mm -hmm. you have to have the whole thing you can't choose that's very very difficult um Stupid comments that are said to you really reflect the biggest challenge, which is, well, I'm going to have three of my trainers done, but I won't have the other one done because I only drive that one and I know what I'm doing. You know, it isn't about you. It's about the person coming the other way in a car yeah. or the children in the playground at school when that trailer goes straight through the fence and they're all out at lunchtime. Um, you know, numerous, numerous thoughts. There's not many farmers you, do, you come across that don't say, well, I had a trailer come unhooked on me. Blimey, that was lucky it went through the hedge or it tipped over on that hill. It was quite frightening. And, and also, they will pick the best of a story. So they will think, well, so-and-so's doing that and I think we're going to do that as well because that's a really good idea. He's just, they're just picking it over all the time and looking for um, their own option. And you can't do that. You've got to have a full maintained, fully maintained bit of kit, whether it's a tractor, trailer, baler, whatever it is, there is no excuse not to maintain it. It's the mentality of it's unlikely to happen to us. If we don't get caught, that'll be all. It's expensive to have the kit done. And absolutely, when you're going to have a trailer maintained, you've not touched for five or 10 years, or in mm. some cases, two or three years, that needs something replacing or something adjusting on it, um, or certainly your, your bearings packing with grease and so forth. You've got to have the reality is you own that machine. You're operating it and so are other people. You're responsible. So it is, uh, if I dare say, attitude, really, and just, just not understanding where the situation's at. Yeah. Do you um, think there's a bit of a culture in the farming community that health and safety doesn't really apply to them? I think so. They're, they've got the always in a hurry. Mm -hmm. um, we've always done it this way. Yeah. Um, you know, th th those are they, the, they're they the leading... They can be lots of different industries as well. 
Yeah, you still get those attitudes in lots of different industries, but they sound very familiar, and a lot of the listeners and viewers will think, yeah, that sounds familiar, you know? You're always rushing against the weather as well, aren't you? So mm-hmm. what we always say to people, your spare trailer, in our case, but your spare bit of kit is your most important bit of kit, because it's the one you want in a hurry. So mm-hmm. if you're combining and you get a puncher in one of your trailers, you're going to ring up and say to your wife, or forget about dinner, bring that trailer, we need it, it's going to rain in an hour, we've got to finish this field, move. And she's going to say, actually, I'm going to spend half an hour doing my daily checks on that trailer before I come up the field. And she's absolutely not. So it's really important to engage with the spare trailer and be responsible, pull it out, give it its checks, make sure it's ready to pick up in a hurry and go and maintain it and service it the same as you would. It's often a trailer that should have been retired mm-hmm. because you've kept it because it's quite good and you know you've replaced it for the heavy work you'll keep it as a spare and the spare can be incredibly dangerous and can cost you a life so it's my, would be my thought really on that so where do you see yourself progressing to next Jen? oh goodness me <laughs> well we've very luckily um started to do a lot more work we're part of the nfu um in england the farm safety partnership and mm. um, we started to do a lot more work with um the nfu in Scotland talking to them and engaging and the NFU Mutual are now having quite a big voice throughout the whole of the United Kingdom what they what they expect the standard of their farmers their farmers to come to so we are looking really we'd like to think we'd be Tilly in every single trailer or giving the farmer the opportunity to have access to a Tilly trailer whether they hire it whether, whether they buy a trailer between them or you know or have a trailer maintained between two or three farms that's mm-hmm. really where we'd like to be. But at the end of next year, I'd like to think we'd have um, 75% of the farmers in the country riding about with a tilly on the back of their trailer. Mm-hmm. And what does tilly stand for, Jane? Oh, well, it's a little bit, um, it, it's a little bit, it's a little bit complicated. Tilly uh, was Harry's dog. Right. So she's a beagle. So when you see the beagle or the dog on the logo, you'll know why. Um, yeah. When we first set it up, um, uh, there was lots of thoughts that we should name it after Harry, and we felt not particularly uncomfortable, but that we we could do we could do something a little bit different, and so we decided we needed a mascot, and Tilly seemed to be the option, mm-hmm. and so she goes out and about to the young farmers. We do when we do safety quizzes, I always take her, and she's incredibly entertaining. She sort of breaks the back of that difficulty so when we do a quiz they build um with bricks a trailer in the middle of the table it's a multiple choice they get the when they get the questions wrong they lose the bricks the trailer starts to collapse and it's all a sort of a situation that you know if you do get this wrong this is what is going to happen so it's quite of course she's on the table and she's on the laps and she having a photograph taken so she really does lighten that load for the young people because they will absorb a lot of information Mm-hmm. But they need to be that they, they need to be gently nurtured with this. No one wants to go out and you know show awful gory pictures to young people because it, it you know it's not necessary. So we named the Tilly around her, but it stands for Trailer Inspection Life Saving Legislation Yearly. But obviously she was called Tilly before we thought of the words, so we had to fit fit it backwards. But she's um. Yeah, so it, it, we called it Tilly or Trailer. We thought it tipped off your tongue. Mm-hmm. And then the Tilly Pass just became 
just really what people the wording people use and the certificate says till he pass mm -hmm. so that that's where we're at so that's what's quite important about it really so what advice or guidance would you give to someone starting out in health and safety today jane i think you've got to be sure of your facts i think um uh, if you can get some experience in um, on the bottom, you know, on the ground. So you said you came out of construction and we've come through the farming and, you know, it is talking to other people, listening to them and thinking about things upside down and inside out. So you don't always think of the most logical. Engaging with people, you've got to have, not a gimmick, but you've got to have some sort of interest. That person's got to feel they can engage with you and mm -hmm. that, oh, actually, this is a really good idea, such a good idea that I'm going to take part in it. And that's a slow, a slow burn, isn't it? Mm -hmm. But how many people do you now see that don't willingly put an H, um, a high vis on and a hard hat? They will, mm. you know, and uh, 10 years ago, you would yeah. have, you know, you've had to scream at people to do that, but, but everyone straight away puts on a high vis, don't they? And they know, they know the regs. So <clears throat> I watched an interesting video on overhead cables and it was a little bit about habit. So uh, human beings are really, will cut corners. That's our nature is to cut corners. So even if there was a flashing light saying, cross here safely, we may well dodge between the traffic to save a moment. Mm -hmm. um, and lots of the things we do, we do on, on autopilot. So we often are doing things and going through the process of them, like banging your head on the top of a door. You don't do it because you, you, you know to duck because mm -hmm. that's a low door and you go through it every day. Yeah. So you must form really good habits. So when you are not thinking about what you're doing, you always do it the safe way. So it's picking other people up on what they're doing, saying to them, that child should not be in that cab. That child should not be on that piece of machinery. I don't care. They're going to give you a mouthful, but you've got to speak because you know, the only way they're going to learn is to constantly be to constantly be reminding people, don't you think that you ought to have a hard hat on or don't you think, don't walk behind that, you know, and it's just habits. So we've got to form good habits and just all of us have got to be watching each other's backs. And that's, I think, really, really the message for health and safety, especially in agriculture. Fantastic. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Jane. On behalf of the listeners and viewers of Safer Than Your Average, it's much appreciated. Thank you for giving up your time to come and talk to us about your brilliant innovation. If anybody wants to get in touch with you or anyone from the farming community wants to know a little bit more, how do they get in touch with you? So if you are, you can click and you can search tillypass.co.uk. Uh, if you put in head to toe, you will find our towing app that you can load for free onto your phone and if you want to hit the website either on your um on your desktop or your phone um, on your um tablet you can load it at the top of the page very simply it's free it'll always be free it'll keep updating with really interesting information and um it's a really safe thing to use but either of those items will bring you through through to us my telephone number's on the front of the website um, so just hit Tilly Pass. Thank you so much, Jane. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you. This podcast is sponsored by Inside Out Group, the specialists in high risk and challenging filming and time lapse, covering health and safety videos for rail, construction, and infrastructure projects nationwide.